Welcome to Casual Quest Masters, a casual master quest podcast. In this podcast, we'll follow the adventures of a group of characters who simply want to find their way in this world, but a more sinister plot is evolving around them. How will they fare? Let's find out today on Casual Master Quest. Get your dice ready because we're ready to. Is that what time says? Get your dice ready because we're ready to roll for another episode of Casual Quest Masters. Okay. Um, Except welcome. not like you're on NPR. Okay. Is this an okay. ASMR cool. okay. intro? Cool. All right. All right. Cool. All right. Cool. Listen, listen, listen. Let me do that again. Get your dice ready because we're back with another episode of Casual Quest Masters. I cast Fireball Tata Panic. Um, we're representing our, on our own Faerunian adventure. I don't know what Tyler usually says here, but we've got Tyler Vidido playing as Knox. Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, and then next up we have Brandon Thresher as Magdor Bandiron. Wait, wait, no, no, no. I gotta say who I play. Or I'll have someone else do it for me. Hey, Google. Oh. Who do I play? You play Magdor Bandiron and he's about to have this dragon in the palm of his hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you programmed a macro response from your Google? Damn right I did. That's you know, why I didn't you know what? You guys. Oh no. Bra- Bra- Brandon, of of all the of all the arm puns, hand puns, um, manipulation puns, that's probably the best thing you've ever done. What? There's going to be um, a day where if this keeps going on, <laughs> you're going to be like, all right, wait. And then the live stream audience is going to have to witness as Brandon detaches his webcam, takes it outside, and there's an airplane flying across <laughs> with one of those fucking signs that has its magnificent <laughs> iron time. You'll just wait, see my feet to do the intro. To Hang on, guys. No, 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 no. I wait, hired wait, an airplane then... to give a hand. <laughs> Um, and then me, uh, Nick Hill, Chody Miller as, uh, Vol, uh, Stormstriker, Val Nugoni. I'm sorry, I didn't, it was my first time, but it's fine, it's okay, we're just gonna walk by it, because we have our all-powerful Dungeon Master, Glenn Houston, with us Oh, today. yeah, I'm ready to murder you guys. Hell yeah, alright, cool. Come visit um, that dragon, come say hello. Jokes like, go, on you, like loser, I'm to... gonna murder myself first. Is it going to Clint Eastwood's lawn? He's just gonna tell you to get off, or he's gonna shoot at you with a shotgun. This and, dragon's got a big shotgun. And Clint Ooh. Eastwood's gonna shoot us uh, in this D and D fifth edition Did live you play say adventure. Clint Eastwood? <laughs> <laughs> no, but yes. Yeah. Oh um, man. So, so what comes after this usually? Oh, we roll for our uh, lives. Recaps, yeah. We roll for right. recap to find out who gets to do that awesome recap. Did you get a twenty, Tyler? No, but I'm happy because I. It's kind of like a Survivor. I got immunity. Almost. <laughs> I mean, there was a five percent chance. It's like a ten. I, I rolled a nine. You know, close. Yeah. You know. Nice. Yeah. Good save. Rolled, right in the middle. I rolled a five. I rolled an eleven. That means it's Nick, right? We do lowest. All right, it's a short one this time. Are you sure you don't want to do it, Nick? I'd hate to break the streak. No, it's fine. I'm good. All right, all right. 
Previously on Casual Questmasters, the village along with the party make their way to the former wolf den. Once they arrive, Garouk, the Alpha, and the party called for a war council. While they were breaking down strategies of how to deal with the imminent threat, whether they should deal with the frost giants in combat or attempt to make peace with them. Why was there a comma there? You made me pause for no reason. <laughs> Listen, Listen suck my dick. <laughs> An attempt to make peace with them after dealing with Cryovane. They also had to choose between sneaking through the Frost Giant's village or climbing a cliff to circumvent the village and head right into Cryovane's lair. Cryovane. Amidst the meeting, Ox received a message from Mother asking them essentially to steal the soul of Cryovane. Nox freaks out, heads to get out some air, in the process, stabbing their obsidian dagger into a tree, which completely fucking withers it. Magdor witnesses this and hears Mother's voice, which freaks him out even more. Vol goes out to find them and conclude to conclude the war council, and doesn't believe what Magdor tells him about Nox's dagger. The party gets ready and rests up to face Cryovane. Vol meditates, Magdor drinks, Nogdor takes... Nogdor meditates, Magdor <laughs> drinks, Nox takes flight. Is this fucking Steven Universe where we fuse together to become a new gem or something? It happens, man. Uh, as dawn approaches, the feet of the party, Cryovane, the Valnugoni village, the frost giants, and the wolves are at hand. Baldor was a dwarf. He was a Goliath dwarf. I'm pretty or maybe sure he was there's just a Goliath. Voxdor. Noel door. I'm pretty sure there's a pair of earrings that we can wear that would do that. Like Proterra earrings? Rune Terra earrings? Sure. <laughs> well, sounds like we Looks know what's like going to happen for season two. Mid punch right now. Huh? Some like like somebody's punching me. Oh. Glenn, who's punching you over there? Well. Stop hitting, Stop, hitting oh Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. Magic, magic. Magic. Michael the magic. Theater. End scene. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Wonderful job. You get an inspiration point both for Google and doing the recap. That's two Wait, inspiration points. do I get two points? points? Yeah. Oh shit. <clears throat> but again, Alexa Actually, you know what ASAP, I'm going to do? Fuck. You know what I'm going to do? Oh. Save that inspiration point. You also have one more experience point. You fuck. Which I mean, I think, I think, I, I think that means that Nox and Magdor both have one more experience point. Than, than, than uh, full on full, full story. Sure. Okay. Sick. <laughs> what is yeah, this blasphemy? Whoa! 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 <laughs> it's fine. It's okay. I'm not mad. You just gotta be funny, Nick. That's it. Oh okay. Oh okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll take Nick, that in my brain next week. Gonna find like a couple <laughs> of squirrels to murder. <laughs> He's gonna come in with furs. <laughs> Just go hunting. Get twenty five bucks. One more experience point. <laughs> Walk into Cryovane's lair. Cryovane is just standing there expecting us, and I just keep walking around, looking around, and then bump into him. I was like, "Hey, I'm walking over here." <laughs> and then you die. <laughs> and then you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> Great. So yeah, you guys wake up the morning after the war council, given time to detox the way that you all found comfortable. Uh, I believe for Magdor that was drinking for. Uh, Vox that was flying and then also drinking. 
Or Knox. Right? Knox. Wait, oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm so glad that that name Wait, is not Wait, Fox can fly? Anymore. Fox Knox. Is Knox well, that's flying and drinking. Solution. Grep hung out while you did that. <laughs> and Vol. Uh, can the dire wolf attune to a cape of wings? What's his intelligence? Fuck if I know. It can talk. Oh, the uh, was I'm waiting for Magdor to tell me okay. what his intelligence is. Oh, okay. I'm sure you never he's gave, it up You right said now. you were going to give me an improved stat block for him. Oh, his intelligence I really? of uh, yeah. seven or a negative two if he's a winter wolf, uh, unless it got customized. Oh, okay. But Glenn, I, I mean, yeah, no, yeah, I was going to give you an improved one, and then he became a winter wolf. <laughs> I think so. That that is the improved version. It's just uh. cold breath is the is the soul breath. Soul breath. Necrotic Ooh. damage. Does it come with the Death fucking breath. trumpet? Uh, no, Put but it does. soul in it. Yeah, no, but it does necrotic damage. And it's also, instead of a dexterity saving throw, it is a, uh, a wisdom saving, or sorry, con saving throw. That's the only difference. Now, for the hit points that are on the stat block, you can choose to keep that static, or you can just roll the dice. The static is 75, or you can we'll roll 10d10 plus 20. Okay. Like my health. I mean, if Could you think about it... higher, whatever. 10d10 is 100 max. The average of that is 50, uh, plus 20, that's 70. 70. So static yeah. alone is already higher than the average. Like, is it worth uh, that, that extra five? Here, like, I'm mean? saying static, but let me roll and see what happens. Oh boy, about, Brandon's favorite if you activity, let me do it, playing safe. If you let then... me do it, I will allow it. You know how much I rolled? How much did you roll? 75. <laughs> Wait, on the dot? On the dot. <laughs> I rolled 62. So we'll keep it static. Great. <laughs> Anyway, but yeah, from now on to you have his stat block, so you're gonna be responsible for running him, okay, Magdor? He's not even gonna be part of this. All right, hold on. He may Wait. not be part of it, but if he is ever part of something, you have his stat block, so you'll just roll initiative for everything for him. So. All right, Magdor's in the um, pickle, despite uh, Grep being like 20 miles away off, uh, you know, a sheer cliff. He's gonna whistle and. <laughs> yep. I can't whistle that fucking loud. Um, but you guys wake up. I'm gonna wake up. That's, that's good. That's good. I was worried for a second. <laughs> Not dead yet. I'm Not gonna dead go yet. Over, I'm gonna go over to Vol. Is are you awake yet? Uh, probably. I'm just gonna but touch him. Just lying down. Yeah. Back door. Shh. I forgot I could do this, and I'm gonna do uh, blessings of the forge on him, and give his armor plus one AC for the day. Nice, thank you. You see it start to shine and glow a little bit. Um, I was gonna say as well, um, when Vol would have, uh, because I don't think I've ever described doing this, but for 
the um, <coughs> sorry the rune knight stuff to work. Um, after a long rest, you have to touch an item, um, it's like either weapon or armor, to inscribe that piece with the rune. As long as you're wearing it, you gain the benefits. So the uh, hill rune, which gives uh, Vol his uh, his resistance to all damage, and the stone skin would be on his armor. Um, and the storm rune isn't would be... it just bludgeoning, slashing, and piercing? Uh, sure, yeah, that. So it's not resistance to all damage. <laughs> I, to me, for whatever reason, that was all damage. Um, yes, <laughs> to to those damages, and okay. um, the the storm rune would be on the hilt of his short sword, because that's been his main weapon throughout. Um, yeah. So um, if either so like of you, right where the Thundercat symbol would be on Lionos sword. Something right. like that, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. So if either of you were to ever like look at uh, maybe like I feel like the hill would be on the back of his collar, like on the back of his neck. Um, you'd see a little, see a little runic symbol there, and on the hilt of his short sword. Um, um while we're here, can we do a little bit of training, and then uh, just sure. la- language and dual wielding? All the stuff he's been teaching me. The words sure. training Nox Vampire rises from the rust. Uh, <laughs> mm, <dodge> time. <laughs> I like to imagine uh, that Nox just sees us just yelling at each other in giant while swinging swords and hammers at each other. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was gonna actually. That was what I was gonna say too. Like Vol would probably lead you outside, and while we're like. Uh, jumping around, uh, you know, um, training, swinging swords and hammers at each other. I'd be yelling things at you in giant and ask you to repeat them. This is how you say banana. Anana. No- <laughs> that Nox is like fucking just shouting, dodge and jumping to the side. Like it looks like a fight, and Nox is a hype man for some reason. So every time he Nox swings, is jumping Nox between jump- us. <laughs> <laughs> like a jump rope with swords. <laughs> Sweet. Um, uh, I think it's about time it happened. Make. Um, I need you guys to do something for me here, and if it works, it's gonna be great. Okay. Okay. Trust me. Okay. I need you to make attack rolls against each other. Not. All right. Not not Nox. Just the guys that are hit, fighting. And what I need Nox to do is to make an acrobatics check. Do you want us to, to dodge do at the correct time? Two attack rolls since we're dual wield training? <laughs> sure. Why, Brandon? Why? <laughs> they are flanking me, don't they get advantage? Don't forget, <laughs> you no. have one. You're jumping between two. them. You're fine. Well, uh, I'm in a bit of a pickle because, uh, you know what? We'll see what happens here. Uh, All right. What do you want first? Uh, I would love both of your to hits for your first attacks. 14. 14. And what's the dodge? Uh, 22. So you parry each other, and just at the moment that your swords separate and you yell, Anana! He expertly just fucking like, like a ghost moves through you. Okay? Uh, do it again. 
26. And what is your second attack? Okay. 15. Okay. And? 24. What was... It was a 26? Yeah. So you, you're able to void Nox's... Or, uh... Sorry, my God. Vol's blade. But, uh... The... One of, uh... Magdor's two weapons nicks you in the arm. To be fair... I need you to do it one more time. I would have needed a nat more 20 the uh... To have the same number as that. That like yeah. that would have been That's a, insane. We're like one more time with both. One more attack roll. Yep, both of you attack one more time and one more dodge. Okay, so then, which weapon should I use? Do you? Well, I don't want to kill Tyler, so we're gonna. I see him get nicked with my dwarven throw. Oh, oh no, with my warhammer. So I'm gonna use my dwarven thrower again. Ah oh, shit. Uh, oh good. May I. May I cast Guidance on myself? Okay, I will do that uh, out of I sheer desperation. I rolled a critical failure. Okay. Uh, I rolled a 10. Nick. Awesome. Uh, let's see. And with a uh, 1d4 on my side, uh, I rolled a 15 in acrobatics. Awesome. So, what is your? Are you trained in acrobatics, right? Yes. But you ex especially um, have learned to use dodging to your advantage within the context of combat, as you've been learning to dodge since episode two. I believe you've been RPing dodging every time you go to sleep. Like it's been a long time. And something clicks here. And now, My hair when you blonde. take the dodge action, nope, whenever you take the dodge action in combat, you can make an attack as a bonus action. It's called Dodging Expert. You just gained a feat by training for 30 episodes. <laughs> okay. Uh, fuck. Jeez. Uh, uh, okay. Dodging Expert. Uh, Nox dodges. And they dodge good. Real well. Real well. <laughs> it's like, it reminds me of the Samurai Jack episode, where he meets, like, a colony of, like, ape-like men creatures, and they jump really high, and by the end of the episode, he says, jump good, because they've been training him by strapping rocks to his back. There you go. Dodge good. Uh, so, sorry, I had to. Re that that was too much, too consistent roleplay. You've always been dodging, all the time, and I think that passing those checks aptly shows that you deserve something from it. So, just to make sure I'm on the up and up, could you repeat that one more time for me? When you take the dodge action in combat, you yep. can make an attack as a bonus action. Okay. A melee attack or a ranged attack. Sorry. Yeah, any sort of attack. Ah. Uh, special victims unit. Uh, okay. Yep. Dun, perfect. Dun. Thank you. That's awesome. Did we notice Nox in there? Uh, not <laughs> so. during the combat. You saw him off to the side, and you realized you hit him once. But other than that, it just looked like he kept switching sides somehow. But you didn't see him move through. He's very good at dodging. And I know door or giant now. How long have you been learning giant? 
for like two, two days. Episodes. You do not know giant yet. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it! I'm you know gonna... how to say anana. <laughs> I I probably would have had him teach me things that relate to grep first. So just things like sit, stay, you know, hunt, heal. Yeah. <laughs> um. um oh. The uh, after that, after the training sessions over, Vol, Vol would like to do one last, thing. getting all of his equipment ready. He'd leave most of his um, <clears throat> things behind, except for the most essentials. So like. Um, rations his arrows and all of his weaponry um, but he'd go to find his father with uh, Twilight in tow okay so you and Twilight head off uh, you do find your father in the tent as you kind of like wrap on the leather skin entrance to his his yurt and then uh, he says come in Morning. When you open the flap, you see your father and your brother. Ah, um, how are you feeling, Trod? You know, sad that I can't go with you today. It's fine, you've done enough for the village. It's my turn, making up for all these years. Well, if you die, may it be an honorable death. And he comes close to you and uh, puts his hand out. Uh, Vol would take it. Supercate the... Uh... Pulls you. Yep. And then he pats you with his with his good hand and then uh, pats you on the back and says, I'll leave you two to it. And then he steps out. Um... And your father looks expectantly at you. Yeah, you should uh, just keep keep an eye out for Twilight while I'm gone. I'm gonna motion for Twilight to go to Grook. Doesn't need too much to eat, but uh, likes to stretch his wings every now and then. Twilight just like literally lashes himself around you. His tail goes under your arm, and his long neck kind of wraps around the side of your neck, and he looks up at you. You can tell he doesn't want to. He doesn't know him. Well, that's awkward. Shake it off. <laughs> no, shit! I don't love you anymore. <laughs> old yeller, oh old yeller, oh, him. Oh god! <laughs> oh god! <laughs> um, I mean, old White Fang. Vol would gently try to. Pull him free. Um, and if once you, as soon as you start to insist, even just with the physical action of grabbing him, he just like goes limp. But you can tell he's just not happy. It's the closest thing you've seen to your dragon being sad. Uh, Vol looking at Twilight and like either you come with me and maybe die or you stay here and I come back and get you. He takes a little baby 
tiny baby deep dragon breath and then kind of just like looks at you and then looks at him and then starts to flap his wings waiting for you to let go Paul would let go and he flies over and just sits next to your father he says I'll look out for him but I expect you'll be back with before morning to retrieve him I don't like cleaning up after animals. I like eating animals. Don't worry, Twilight. He's not going to eat you. And he says, I was just kidding. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll chuckle there. Um, I'll be back. We'll be back. Go with honor, Storm Striker. Uh, yeah, Vol would uh, give a little nod and start to head back out. Uh... As he comes and for out, you two back at the tent. <laughs> yeah, as he comes out, uh, he sees I would have found Grep during this time, and uh, told Grep to watch my box and my hand. Your box? Yeah, my boat. Oh, because <laughs> <laughs> it, it was in my pouch of holding, but I don't want it to take up space in case you know we need to grab something. In my mind, there's going to be toy. Er, in Magdor's mind, there's going to be toys up in the dragon's den, so he wants all the space he can oh. have. And so he's going to ask Grep to watch this and have the hand stay with him. Okay. The hand scratches him in the middle of the head, and he holds the box in his mouth, and then he just walks off. Before he goes all the way away, though, he sets the box down, comes back, and licks your face once. And then goes away. And as he, after he does that, I'm gonna say thanks in giant. And he's gonna kind of give you a, like a, a second glance, and you'll see his tail wag just a little bit. And uh, and then he's going to hop off, throw the box up in his mouth, and catch it, and go play. As big of a wolf as he is, as an alpha as he is, still a puppy. You like that you said something in giant. Still a puppy. And what about you, and good friend Nox? After you're done dodging, uh, Nox would probably be like halfway passed out from all the like the the sweaty dodging at that point. Just taking a, a couple of deep breaths in uh, as everybody gives their farewells and whatnot. Uh, they they've been having to think about choices that they're going to be making today, uh, if it happens. Uh, the dagger, how they're gonna get the cryo vein, all the likes, and I think Nox would probably do a prayer to the traveler for a safe passage up there, just out of instinct at this point. Hmm. Okay, so as you're sending up that prayer to the traveler, um, kind of like. If you were again in a yang, the light side of yourself, um, as you you know sit there and contemplate and send that message out, uh, you feel the feeling of one of the larger wolves has come and placed themselves next to you. Nox freaks out. They probably think that this is the traveler. Will you look? Do you look at them? I look at them. 
Nox looks it's up. It's the matriarch. And she looks at you um, and turns her head as you open your eyes. And you see a little glint in hers. And um, you know how, like, a lot of times you're like, especially in D&D with magic, you're like, do I, do I feel it? You know, what do I feel? Right now, you feel a definite similarity between the magic that you know to be that of the Traveler and the feeling you're getting from this wolf right now. I, I hugged the, the matriarch at this point. Just full you, on. She feels very warm, but like, not like, you were hot and sweaty, but now this is a comforting warmth. Um, Nox needs this most likely because they're young. Maybe they're not as experienced. Uh, they know how to do the, the blasting, but they don't know how to be brave. Uh, the idea of going up to the top of like the outreaches of the world at this point, even though they've been doing training montages up at this point, has been slowly working on them, and they're scared. They they don't know what to do. They're terrified, and so and, uh, as as you feel that, and. Uh you know, kind of bury yourself in this wolf that you've, that has come up to you. You hear a voice in your head once again, but this time a voice you've never heard before. But for some reason, it feels more familiar than any you've ever heard. And it says, fear is not, courage is not the absence of fear, the willingness to continue forward despite its presence. Nox, I know I've been silent for a long time, but no matter what you decide to do today, whether confronting that dragon and saving the Valnugonis, know that your place will be in the light with me. I think at this point Nox would probably be crying, and you just, like, I guess it's between them and the, or, and the matriarch at this point. But you just hear, oh, time. Don't put me on voicemail. I was always here. Just because I wasn't talking doesn't mean I wasn't with you. Do you ever wonder? I always wondered. The Raven Queen may think she has a hold on your heart, but you are your own person. Will you be with me when I, when I face it? Of course. Even if not in this form, I will be in spirit. The magic that's within you, that's part of me. I'm always with you, Vox. Nox. Did you just mistake me from the for the dead <laughs> direwolf? No, I didn't. The Freudian okay, use the whiteout of your brain to just ignore that. Take, take one psychic damage as, like, the memories strip. Rewind. <laughs> Rewind. <laughs> Insert Nox for Vox. 
It's your guys' fault. You made two similar names. Fox, Knox, Knox, Knox. All you say it's yeah, Tyler, our guys' fault. It's all Fox. your fault. It, like <laughs> you guys. I chose, I chose a name. You guys. You guys. You're gonna blanket statement us. I am Vol Knox Vox. That's all three of you. You all contributed to that. Anyway. Uh, Why? Because we have, matriarch... all have O's in our names? V. Okay. Three-lettered <laughs> words that all have ox or va or na at the beginning. Anyway. She stays with you as long as you need. Um, and seems as though this line of communication is open for the first time. So he says, uh, is there anything you wanted to ask me before you go? Am I doing the right thing? Slaying this dragon. What does your heart tell you? I feel like I might have taken a lot of bad cholesterol with the things I've been eating of as of late. And honestly, I think my blood pressure is going through the roof. <laughs> Too much salt in my diet from choking on nuts. See, your sense of humor has always been your fallback. But I think, despite how funny you are, that it shows a truth that you yourself may not have even seen. When you use humor to deflect, I see that it is because you care. You've come to care about these people. When Greppa died, I saw the anguish in your heart. When when you saw the village in, in flames, I saw the resolve in your heart that wanted to help these people. When you saw those pups dying, I saw the love in your heart for some creature that you had never seen or met before. Your heart is good. And this dragon is hurting people. Alright. And you, you see, like, Nox, like, doing that, the whole, like, uh, they ugly uh, cried for a couple minutes, so they're, like, trying to, like, wipe their nose and stuff like that. <laughs> use, a, <laughs> use a little bit of the matriarch's fur. Hopefully they don't notice that. Sorry about that. You know, practice social distancing people. Uh, and they go... Yeah. It's a little snot. <laughs> I don't want an innocent life lost again. I just didn't think I was going to be the one up to the, the job. But my life was meant to follow in the footsteps of other people. I didn't think I was going to be someone that wasn't alone. You hear the voice and it says, look in the snow. A lot of snow. And in the snow you see, yeah, you see the tracks from the training. And then it's easy to see yours because they differ, but they're still together. And he says, whether or not your path is exactly the same as someone else, not in question. Your path has always been your own. Even if you felt like you were following, you were always making your own mark. 
always putting your own fresh footprint and impression in the snow and in the world around you. Your friend would have been captured and killed by a gang of bandits had it not been for you and Magdor's ingenuity, I think is the right word. Which bandits? Do you mean the pirates? Do you mean the... Whatever that band of ruffians in that northern town was that tried to hurt your friend. There's a lot of them. All I know is that you have done a lot of good in this world for the limited amount of time you've had. You are not very old. You've done a lot of good to bring light in this place. 17 years, 11 months, 13 days. How long has it been since you saw your parents? 12 years, 11 months, 13 days. Wait, it was on your birthday? <laughs> is, is, that, is that Magdor like slinking in? Like, it was, it was on He's your been birthday. Hello? <laughs> he just says, I know your parents would be proud. Yeah. I just hope I can make other people proud, too. As they think of wistfully of Magdor and Vol. Then they, the, the matriarch slash the traveler sits in silence with you then. Uh, just being there for you to be with. Um... Yeah, and at that moment, Vol and Magdor, you guys uh, see Nox sitting there with the matriarch, wiping snot on her fur. <laughs> and tears. <laughs> uh, are you about ready to go? Oh, Ma Magdor, you're... <laughs> You're very quiet. I don't like this. Uh, can't you wear like a, a bell around your neck or something? It's my boots and my armor. <laughs> when have you gotten so quiet? If ever there were to be snow dwarfs as Vol walks in, you'd be the stealthiest of them all. Like the dwarfs he... don't like snow too much. If If he doesn't move... You can hardly see him. I'm going to take out a piece of jerky from my bag, slowly move it up to my mouth. I'm moving Look so slow you can't see me. Look at that. Look at that piece of jerky. It's floating in midair. <laughs> and you just uh, hear. Oh my God, Vol what's would, happening to it? <laughs> I think Vol would humor this. Look around and he's like, wait, where's Magdor gone to? Magdor chuckles. I'm nowhere. <laughs> All right. Um. Hmm. Uh. You have all your things. Everybody ready? Ready as much as you guys will have me. Listen, we 
we have a secret weapon. The power of French. No. I knew you were going to um, fucking say that. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you, you see the Care Bear symbol light up. It's the tramp stamp. Um, Push your bellies out. Those symbols on them. <laughs> Nox, you are a secret weapon. There's no way I'm going to be a secret weapon here. Ah, the things I've seen you do over the last few weeks, with how much power you've able, been able to muster. Can't we just have me levitate the paper boat over the dragon or something, and then Magdor turns into a giant boat and it kills it or something? I don't think that's going to work in this case. But I mean, uh, it'd be two birds, one stone, technically. Magdor hates boats. And where where do point, I go if I'm carrying the boat? Well, I, was gonna... I was just gonna um, levitate the boat. Did you want to be attached to it? Oh. Uh, I, I thought you said you were gonna levitate me holding the boat. I mean, I guess you could drop it and then say the magic word. While the banner was going on, Vol would have taken a knee. Um, just thing. And, uh,. At some point, he'd say, This is going to be just like any other job we've done. Except, also not like any other job we've done. We've... The three of us. As as always. Docs, you've gotten stronger. Gotten better control of your powers. Magdor, you hit harder than I've ever seen you hit before. And you're a lot quieter, so... It's really creepy, like... I, I think we're gonna have to put an arcane lock on the fridge or something in case he wants to go for snacking. It's fine. I am sure at some point he'd be able to start paying up for his share of the expenses for the food and drink. We... just need to trust each other for this I'll go no, on swinging. Didn't. You cover my back. And Magdor, you do what you do. I'll throw hammers. Sounds good. Come, let's go find the alpha. They're gonna take us to the edge. Alright, yeah, you find the alpha along with uh, Grep and the matriarch who has kind of stepped away as you guys began to talk. Um all gathered near the, the the entrance to the cave, uh, waiting for you to leave. Never in my life would I ever imagined I'd become friends with a uh, with a pack of wolves. They all wag their tails just a little bit. On the inside, wolves thinking of how fucking cute they are. Because Vol likes animals. Yeah, just horse-sized cute. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah, I've, I've received enough pep talks for the day. Honestly, I, I feel like uh, anymore I'm going to feel like I'm in school again. Uh, I'm going to look at everybody, the wolves and the giants, or... Uh, Goliaths uh, and Nox and I'm going to say in giant 
Uh, let's go. What did you just say to me, Magdor? Then let's go. Oh. Okay. Uh, Nox gets ready to go. <laughs> Nox doesn't speak giant, so... Magdor wouldn't know that. Okay. All right. Um, so you head... You you step outside of the cave entrance with the wolves, and uh, the Goliath village is there to see you off as you ride off swift as the wind on the two, the soul wolf, the winter wolf, and the matriarch of the dire wolf pack. And they take you all the way out of this lower valley's village within a matter of about an hour, about four, four or five hours of walking normally. Um, and then they make their way up the switchbacks to the original valley that the Valnagoni village lied in, um, where the Remmer Hayes cave is, and then also to the west is the, the tower that you went to to do your trials. Um, and you pass through the, the ruined, still ice-covered uh, Valnagoni village that was built in the woods temporarily, and then similarly pass through uh, the fields uh, through the original Valnagoni village uh, that had been wrecked that you first came in and saved that little girl uh, when you first arrived. How's she uh, doing? Eventually they... She's fine. Okay. She's doing good. I needed that. She's recovered Thank you. well. Yeah. <laughs> She's doing great. <laughs> but yeah, eventually you find uh, you find after about six hours uh, uh, you, you are at the the point where they can either run you up through the village or continue forward and get you to the uh, the face to climb up to the, the den. And they kind of wait and look at you as they stop because they know this is a crossroads that you need to choose. Well, I have my climber's kit as I look at Nox and Magdor. If you still want to try your magic to try and get up there, I think I'll manage. How high does this uh, sheer cliff look like? Like, how tall does it look? Oh. I wrote it down! I wrote it down! Uh, 5,005 make... feet. Imagine. No. I have it written here from June 4th. Which is my parents' anniversary, and I forgot to say that to them. Happy anniversary, my parents. <laughs> Good thing they Happy watch anniversary, this. Happy anniversary, my parents. Uh, they don't. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, make a... This is an off check. Uh, it's a perception check, but it's based on intelligence instead of wisdom, because you're trying to gauge an exact number. So intelligence as the basis, and if you're training perception, add your modifier. Okay. Uh, and, uh, yeah. I believe uh, between the cleric who is very wise and the uh, the Goliath who is uh, fairly wise, uh, I'm probably not the best person for this, but you know what? Uh, I got a plus one in intelligence and wisdom, and I'm not trained in it. So, yeah, I got a solid seven. Seven? Yeah. Uh, it's well over five. It's pretty, it's over 5,000 feet for sure. Um, may I roll for it? Yeah. Okay. Intelligence is the basis. Perception check. Um, 18. 18? It's just over 7,000 feet. 
about 7,100 feet. Does it feel like I could actually... Well, I guess I don't need the staff if I use my arcane focus around my uh, Nox's neck. Uh, when you can use the staff as an arcane focus as well. Can I do that while climbing, though? Ooh, good yeah. question. Yeah, that's a very um, good question. I have it like clenched. It's kind of like that uh, scene from uh, the you're hit, holding and climbing hit Disney movie uh, like, Tarzan, where it's like Tarzan's holding Jane with both hands, but he's swinging across the vine. How does he do, do it? <laughs> and it shows the vine clenched squarely between his cheeks. <laughs> where it shows the behind the scenes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. that's funny. Um, I'd say it's feasible. It's just going to be tough. If you want to be holding the staff while you climb. Magdor is going to look and see Nox. I- I'm guessing you're kind of like trying to find a good spot to put your staff. Yep. Uh, I'm trying to see like uh, how well I can clench, yeah, clench my <laughs> glutes and whatnot. Uh, I'm going to say, c- could you put it in your pouch? I'm... Yeah, I mean, I'm. It's, it's not a matter of uh, where I can place it. I mean, watch and you watch Nox magnetically attach it to the back. It's weird make game mechanics, but it's more like trying to use it to cast magic. I don't think I can do it from the pouch. Now, you could, and this is just me as a dungeon master. I am okay with you pausing. Like if you're climbing successfully and you go, I want to stop and cast a spell. You can always go, I'm holding on with my hands and one foot, or both feet in my hand, pull the staff off with the other, and then do something, and then put it back, and then continue climbing. Totally feasible. Absolutely. Agdor, if I cast Levitate on anybody here, uh, the spell's not going to last to get you guys all the way up. It's unfortunate. How high do we have to climb before it will? Something uh, like 7,000 feet. I have no idea. <laughs> 7,000 feet. We gotta climb up 7,000 feet. That, that's... Hold on. As Magdor makes his own roll. That's, that's almost the entire length of the mountain. Well, you I just said 7,000 feet. I believed you. Glenn. I rolled a 19 to gauge the height of the mountain as well. 7,100 feet. Yeah, so he said that we have to climb 7,000, so Magdor says that that's almost the whole length of the mountain. Come. Start sometime. Well, and, I don't see uh, you with a tape measure. Um... Bold's gonna go up to the base of this cliff. <sighs> okay. If you've got climbing tools, you get to add your proficiency a second time. Expertise. Sorry. You get advantage. You get advantage on the roll. If you have expertise in climbing tools and you have it. But yeah, you get advantage if you're using climbing tools on the athletics check. Didn't we all on buy the climbing a- kits? Yes. Yes. Hmm? Is it okay, possible to so- use acrobatics for this? How are you using acrobatics? By using sure footing and finding and leaping up certain placements of rocks. Okay. As long as you can justify it, I'm cool with it. Okay. You said Thank athletics you. otherwise? 
Um, just before we before we start climbing, I was I was gonna just maybe it's to Jackie like Jackie Chan acrobatics yeah. climbing. I got you. Crunch numbers here. Uh, Tyler, your wings of flying lets you fly what sixty feet for an hour, or uh, like they give you a flying speed of sixty feet. I think it's fifty Ooh. feet, but uh, mechanically, yes, I could fly up if I really, really, really wanted to. Right, so couldn't you cast, like, I don't know, you'd have to do the math for, like, 70,000, whatever, because it gives you flying for an hour of 60 feet. Couldn't you cast Levitate and then tug along one of us, at least? Yes, but the problem is, though, I can fly up 50 feet. I can only lift something up 20 feet with Levitate. Uh, Dungeon Master would like to say something here. You're the dungeon master, dude. You, yeah, no, you can. Okay, can we, when can we have a vote levitates. whether or not Glenn can speak? Uh, it looks like he needs a vote. <laughs> All in favor, of letting Glenn uh, introduce a rule. He's doing the V shape. Say aye. aye, aye. All who oppose, say nay. Magnor abstains. <laughs> the motion aye. passed. Glenn, you you are in fact permitted to speak. You are the dungeon master. You can only move the person with the spell 20 feet per round. That's not to say that they couldn't be pushed or pulled more than that. Because it even says right there, uh, a target can only move by pushing or pulling against a fixed object or surface within reach, such as a wall or ceiling that it moves it allows it to move as if it were climbing. So You, with the spell, can change. So it can still move itself around as long as it can pull or push itself. If you twin levitate and fly, you could pull them up 120 feet per round and get them to the top. So just to make sure I'm in the up and up here, it, this almost sounds like something from SpongeBob, no offense, but uh, he's going to be able to <laughs> climb, but with the power of magic, I'm going to drag him against the cliffside an additional 20 feet per round. No, not an additional. Basically, you'll just fly 120 feet per round, and since they're levitating, you just pull them. Because when they're levitated, they weigh zero. They weigh nothing. And if you're not using the spell to move them, but your own movement by being tied to them, then that's fully within the rules. Okay. Because if the target can move themselves, then you can also choose to move them by moving and pulling them. I, you know, I've seen it done before in different circumstances, so it wouldn't be... 120 feet per round would be 1,200 feet per minute, which would mean 5.9 minutes for us to scale the entire 7,100 feet. Means you could do it within the duration of levitate, yeah, which is a like concentration the, spell for ten minutes. The dire wolves and uh, the glass are watching as we like start doing algorithms in the snow and stuff. Like, well, <laughs> if we do this and this, <laughs> actually, you can be pushed hypothetically. <laughs> that, while, it's like while Nox and Magda are doing that because they understand magic wolves, like strapping himself in, getting the pittance ready. He's like, hmm, okay, calculating his own angles of how to climb up. All right, let's do it. Glenn, uh, I will admit, as a player, I don't understand uh, how this is going to work, so I'm going to trust it to you for the flavor and how this works. You tell me what I need to do, I'll say I do that, you describe the beautiful scene that's about to happen. <laughs> Sorry, I just had this idea, and I think I don't, you absolutely don't have to do it. I am an, I am an, an abject third party, I just want you guys to succeed, and climbing a 7,000 foot face is not interesting to do or listen to. 
So I'd much rather give you the ability to get there and just move on. <laughs> well, from what I understand uh, is basically, yeah, it's you weigh zero pounds. We tie ourselves to you. You'd ca twins cast levitate on us, and you fly up, and we'd just be in tow. Oh, you just towed. We're not even tied. He's gonna pull us up by our britches. Just hold hands <laughs> or something. I, pull you by the underwear. Take my just hand. Just wedgie them all the way up. Yeah. Okay. We hold hands and second we just star all on the left and straight on till morning. Tyler, RP wise, it's at balls in your cord right now. How are you gonna pitch this to us? Uh, I I look at the camera and I go, all right. Uh, go ahead and start playing an off-tune version of Eye of the Tiger, guys. Uh, and Eye of the Tiger is the king of the fight. Knox <laughs> puts the staff away. He's going to use... Love uh, rivals. <laughs> I just look at this <laughs> this wolf just howling. Somewhat synchronous. Oh. <laughs> Adrian! For whatever reason, Vol feels the compulsion to start shadowboxing. <laughs> uh, Nox takes, like, Front the cape and, and the wiping off the, the sweat. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Vol, Magdor, I had a ingenious thought with some, uh, very conflicting thoughts with myself. Uh, I think I have a strategy as, uh, Nox kind of like does a, a weird flex and you see wings shoot out uh beautiful silk black wings uh shoot out from their back uh and oh. Raven is going to land on their shoulders and go alright uh Craven uh, says this? No. I was like Craven <laughs> says this? <laughs> Craven lands on my shoulder and goes alright <laughs> Craven, Craven, you know how to mimic. Uh, I need you to repeat about once every minute exactly the words "Eye of the Tiger." Put it in my ear. Put it in my ear. All right, all what? right, all right. <laughs> and Knox uh, is gonna cast uh, Twinned uh, Levitate on Vol and Magdor, and. Uh, grapples them from their midriff because uh, they don't like uh, feeling too aggressive here. Whoa, 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 why? What? Magdor, Vol, uh, huh. look at you. Have you been on a diet? Because it looks fly. like you're losing weight as Knox uh, starts to go up in the air. Um, Magdor throws <gasps> up a little bit. Um, Magdor, you better aim downwards if you do this. That's not going to give you propulsion. Um, I okay. So I don't. As a player, I know that Knox spent the last night flying around and zipping around, cast cast haste on themselves. Um, so they're used to the feeling of flying. Vol's never flown before. Magdor's never flown before. Uh, I've flown. At this once. point, it's just like jumping for a little longer, though. He's just started moving. Well, uh, so my question is for the initial reaction, like, how does Volt react? What what should I roll for that? Would you really be that scared of heights, having grown up in the mountains? No, just the the surprise factor of going from being weightlessness to being dragged up through the air. I'd get used to it after a little bit. But Maybe like a you, wisdom saving? You could like do you a realize con save what's going on after a second. resist a spell or something if you wanted to. That'd be fucked up but funny. 
Uh, Volt's not gonna be resisting anything. Yeah, you anything can right make now. a save, yeah. Because. Uh, that would suck. I believe it's a constitution save. Uh huh. Uh, Vol wouldn't resist a spell because I think it, by now he's got a grasp of magic, but w how he would react to being flung through the air or tugged through the air by uh, this tiny little thing given his size. You also did just see Magdor throw up a little bit. You also did just ride on a horse-sized wolf at six times the normal walking speed that you're used to, so... Uh, Magdor's gonna look up at Nox. A, a little <laughs> warning would have been nice. This is interesting. Just a heads up. You're about to go up 7,001 feet, Magdor. Just to let you know, buddy. <laughs> All right. Magdor okay. screams the entire time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Magdor, quiet. Everything's okay. And uh, as they start Your to go... Screams it, echo throughout the valley. You just hear, like, uh, I'm gonna... I'm gonna have to wait until we get, like, well past the top, but since it takes ten minutes, I'm gonna do my uh, inspiring leader feat as uh, we go oh, up. Yeah. And, You're just uh, singing as we're floating through the air. Oh, passing oh, up, it's like Mary on the street. <laughs> Did my time, took my chances. Went the distance, now I'm back on my feet. Just kidding, just a uh, changeling and his will to survive. <laughs> How much temporary hit points does that give us? Uh, I believe it is my level plus my charisma. Uh, we are currently level eight plus four, so 12. Uh, 12 temporary hit points. Uh, but nice. just for the sake, uh, for the flavor, Glenn, I will say since it takes 10 minutes and uh, we're only going to be doing this for a five minute horror show. Uh, I will continue singing as, uh, like, team, including myself, terrified of heights, uh, probably needs a breather once we get on top of this cliffside, but yeah, uh, we go up. Uh, elevator the floor 30, please. We go up. Okay. Perfect, yeah. Over gonna... the course of the next few minutes, you go up and up and up. Eventually, I Magdor, do you really scream the whole time? Uh, just for the first minute, and then I, I would assume I'd pass out. <laughs> oh, <so it> just <laughs> falls unconscious. Magdor, do you want to do a loop de loop? Magdor, you do the loop de loop do and pull. Magdor, I don't know what that is, but it doesn't sound fun. Magdor, I, I like I, I stop for a minute Magdor? to shake Magdor up and down. Magdor, are you okay? Oh God. Uh. Should we go back keep down? Going, keep going. No, keep going. Oh, keep going. Okay. Keep going. Just keep it going. Keep it okay, going. Okay, go, okay, go, okay, go, okay, go, okay. go, 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 go. I can only flap so much. Magdor Raven. comes to consciousness again and starts screaming again. <laughs> and then passes out. <laughs> it's like the fucking roller coaster videos that you see. Right, where the guy uh, and as, as he comes awake, you see uh, the second time, about 3,000, 4,000 feet up. You are relatively close to the still dormant uh, Frost Giant Village. Do you do anything to stop your friend from screaming near the Frost Giant Village off to your left? Fullwood, I, I would like to think his 21 in passive perception would have allowed him to see that. You see it. Quiet. <gasps> Absolutely. Quiet. Keep going, Nox. Hmm? Can't stop here. <laughs> like it's like very very soft uh, mumbling of "I the tiger" at this point as they uh, creep on by. 
Shut the fuck up, Craven. Jeez. <laughs> you caught on the song very well. I'm actually impressed. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they continue. I love it. You get back up. <laughs> the fuck? Song. I tie uh, the thrill of the fight. Great to the challenge of our dragon. So I have a question: Is that seven thousand one hundred feet to the peak or to the dragon's lair? That's to the uh, like the area where it levels out and enters into the dragon's lair, which is close to the top. Okay, so not far from it. Yeah, probably another hundred, two hundred feet to the top. Uh, as... um, but eventually you fly up there, undetected, to your knowledge. Wait, wait for it. To your knowledge, and to my knowledge, come over we were the edge, guys. Set the uncon, set the unconscious Magdor down, <laughs> face in the snow, and oh, then he'd probably get up once he felt that cold hit his face. Oh yeah, that probably woke you up. But you come to a stop in front of the entrance to Cryobane's lair, obvious by some bones strewn about on the ground, a very large entrance, and the sound of deep breathing coming from within the dark cave. And Magdor's he's watching gonna... us all with or watching Magdor's us gonna get out of the snow say, man, the dragon I, I had the craziest dream guys. I had a dream we flew up the whole mountain. Um, Magdor we did. We're at the top. Um, also you can see that to the right and left, and actually this is where we'll be able to utilize our uh, wonderful uh, map thing where I've got a little bit of a map and I'll describe it out loud for everyone who's not uh, you guys uh, in front to the right and left of the entrance are two st statues of what look like just dragons uh, to the right and left that look like they were recently hewn from rock and put there Magdor after hearing Vol's saying that we did is gonna go oh and look around. Quiet, as far as... As far as they know, we're not here. For now. Should... Should you and I try to sneak in? I think so. Boy, this I dragon mean, is... This dragon's vain. Looking at the statues, Vol says. Cold and vain. Honestly, if they were to get a name... Oh... Oh, uh, Nox puts two and two together. Hmm. <laughs> can you be sneaky, Nox? I can be deceptive. If you want me to, I can do the, uh, the, the rich son of this <laughs> dragon. I, I know Draconic, and, like, I, you just hear the voice, like, lower and crackler. Father, I've come. I seek violence upon the, the world below. <laughs> I missed you, Daddy. Magdor is staring at Nox this whole time, and he just kind of turns to Vol. Uh, what do you say you we sneak and attack it, and then have Nox come in and blast it? I think, uh, I think that'd be good. I think um, with your armor, you should be able to be quiet. I've got the same boots too. Look. No sound, uh, and Vol's gonna saw, do like a quick little like that's jog in place. <laughs> An avalanche starts um, down the side of the mountain. 
I imagine. Bury the Frost Giant Village, but also the rest of the valley. Whether or not we have the advantage on the first strike, I, honestly, I've never fought a dragon. I don't know it'll matter too much. Alright, also, passive perception 21. You hear loud, like, heavy footsteps coming up the mountain to your left as there's a path that comes from the uh, the giant village to the left, and it sounds like uh, at least two pairs of footsteps are headed that way. Is there a place to hide? Does Vol see? There are several large rocks and boulders and bits and crags along the mountain that you could hide in, yes. What? Giants. Fucking Magdor is going to immediately drop to the ground and say Rutabaga and turn into a snowbank near one of the rocks. Alright, so you'll make your stealth check with advantage. And seeing that, Vol's gonna grab uh, Nox um, and sort of like pull them along behind the rocks. Would you allow that, Nox? Oh yeah. Uh, Nox would probably cast Minor Illusion to uh, make it look like an addition of the rock around them. Sweet. Also advantage. Yeah. For both of you guys. Yeah, so we'd be hiding there. Off behind some crags right, and so rocks. Three still checks with advantage, please. Thank God. Uh, with advantage, <laughs> I got a 17. Uh, 21. Uh, <laughs> with advantage, you say, right? Yep. Uh, Nox got a 12. I gotta see what their perception is. Holy shit, you are lucky. I rolled perception for both of them and did not roll over a 10. Is that luck? Honestly, I think it was skill. I did pretty good there. That's Yeah, no, no, yeah. Totally <laughs> all skill. In, in the very last second of your spell casting, they came around the corner. Like, uh, yeah. Nox to the best of their ability, I think they're well uh, covered. Like, even though when they, you know, did the the whole component of Minor Illusion, they accidentally let, like, one of those high whistle farts, just, like, as they're being grappled. <laughs> Must have been the win. Sorry, I get gassy when I get nervous. Yeah, and so they, uh, come, you see two frost giants come up there, you know, both wielding big old great axes that you're used to seeing. They look around and they're like, I swore I heard something screaming. And he's like, no, nah, man, it's too early. What are you talking about? Are they no saying, way. Sorry, are they saying this in common or giant? Giant. Okay. It's giant. Yeah. So, but you can get that there. Even if you can't get the, you get the context right. that they, they were like, like one of them goes, well, you know, like you're getting the context of this. So they, you can tell that they, they heard something when they were down in the village, came to check it out. And they're like, well, it must have been nothing. So they shake, you know, they shrug their shoulders and head back down. Donde esta la biblioteca? Aquí, aquí. Anyway, yeah, so you avoided the frost giant guards that you alerted by screaming on your way up, Magdor. Um, uh,. One thing you do notice passive perception, though, is after the voices, the audible loud voices, because they're giants, uh, have spoken, the sound of breathing from within becomes less rhythmic and harder to hear. Well, I think the dragon's awake. Let's just give it a few minutes, let them get further down. 
and then you would Bulls think if they're terrified to... of it, they wouldn't shout so damn loud. You would think, and then Vol's gonna try to like motion to Magnor to like stay where he is. Magnor is gonna get up and what? <laughs> and then Cryovane pops up from behind us. Who are we hiding from, guys? <laughs> Turns out the rock is like a spine. <laughs> you want to be bros and help me kill those Goliaths down there? <laughs> sure. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, after a few minutes of waiting, uh, the steps get dis more distant. And after a few minutes after that, uh, the breathing once again becomes rhythmic and consistent and deep. Um, at this point, Vol would hop out behind the rocks and say, It's time, I think. Uh, <laughs> Magdor's gonna walk up to the entrance of the cave and just kind of peek inside. Uh, yeah, you peek inside. You have, you have dark vision, right? Yeah. So you can see out to 60 feet. Like, I'm not gonna get too terribly close to it, but just, you know. Yeah. Oh, you can it's see a, about this far in. It's a dark yeah, cave. As you can see, inside is the, inside this like cave. These are ten foot squares. It opens up, and there there are some pillars that you can see supporting. Uh, looks like they were hewn from stalactites and stalagmites that had merged into natural forming pillars that had been then carved into the visage of giants holding the ceiling up. Is this <laughs> on roll twenty for us? It is. You have to switch uh, right now we see uh, Frost Giant Village. I have to swap the player. Uh, there you go. Oh, thank Whoa. you. Whoa. Whoa. What is this? Uh, the, the statues to the left and right, and the entrance that now, there you can see four pillars at least. It looks like it continues back further. I am uh, going to make a notice of the wall. The color, the shape of the rocks, you know, dwarven stuff. Oh, uh, you don't you don't need to describe. It. Just know Magdor knows what it I looks was gonna like. Of the wall? Yeah, Magdor's gonna turn to Vol and say, "Watch this." Say Rutabaga again, and he is going to camouflage with the wall. Some octo yeah, you just camo. end up looking. It's just a cave wall, so. <laughs> Magdor is a dwarf. Shit. He is thorough with his sto stonework. But it's not stonework. It's natural stone. Still stone. <laughs> it's not, not stonework, though. Natural stonework. I'm a lumberjack. I can pretend to be wood. <laughs> hey, limestone is limestone, Look, whether it's a block or a rock. <laughs> I'm a druid. <laughs> I, ro I no, roll a 25 for deception as a tree. As well as a... As well <laughs> <laughs> he is a tree. All right. become the tree. So, um, do you... Do you want to hide off in one corner? Nox, you want to hide off in one corner? And I announce myself. And then we do some crazy whatever we usually do and then kill him anyways. Oh, I, I was thinking we go off onto opposite sides, Nox in the middle, and then you and I just swing both of our weapons down at the same time to start it. I mean, how do we know this is... Maybe it's like a foyer room. I... Uh, uh, I'm worried that he probably knows we're already here, but are you just going to walk in slamming tambourines and saying, hello, Mr. Dragon, you killed my father? I've Something got one fine. I, 
I. Okay. Okay. Uh, while you've been talking to the uh, voice, or the breathing has disappeared. Um. Do we all notice that? Uh, what are your passive perceptions? Thirteen. Lower than nope. that. <laughs> nope. Oh, Just damn. You. Just full. Um, but you do also notice that the uh, that it looks like anybody that had dark vision could see into this room a little bit. But now it looks like uh, torches in sconces along the walls have started to come up simultaneously. Small fire and then beginning to grow just ever so slightly, lighting the whole room. They already know. He already knows we're here. And uh, you can see there's two piles of treasure on the other side. There is eight pillars in total, all satched, stylized, and etched out of these natural forming rock formations that look like giants. Two giant piles of treasure, um, as well as a very large uh, stone throne with sitting on it is a normal-sized looking human woman with white hair and bright piercing blue eyes. I walk in. Um, quickly before... Oh, there's also a, a small pathway that you can see leading out at the back that looks like it goes to something else, but you don't know what. Um, before uh, I follow Magdor, uh, asking um, about the dimensions of this cave, how high is this cave? 120 feet tall. Good. Very spacious above. Good. Um, seeing Magdor <clears throat> walk in, Vol's gonna look back at Nox... Give Nox a nod, and then follow suit as well. <laughs> Nox does an emergency bathroom break uh, behind a tree <laughs> real quick. You know how uh, you get so nervous you suddenly feel like you need the pee? Uh, that's what's happening right now. Uh, they, they do that real quick. Uh, shake, and uh, they follow suit. They, uh, they'll come in <clears throat> after doing a, a quick scout back towards the Frost Giants uh, cave to see if... Uh, if anybody else is coming back up. Oh, the Frost Giants village. I was like, cave? What? Uh, oh. Yeah, no, nobody seems to uh, have, you know, the, you can still see just ever so slightly in the distance those other two, the two Frost Giants still making their way back towards the village. They've just about reached it. Uh, When we get to the second pillar, are we allowed to walk that far? Uh, As you enter the room, she's going to start speaking to you. Right before she speaks to us, because Magdor wants this, he's going to go... the line for the cutscene? Oi! <laughs> are you that crypto vein? And she just, like, peers at you. I'm going to turn to full says, I think this is her. Cryo vein? Yes. We have what? to kill you. Oh, why? I'm gonna point to Vol. Oh, because some qualm between him and the my subjugates. No, because you've been attacking my village. I've been attacking your village. When did you see this? Small woman like me? 
I've been nowhere near your village. I'm but a frail young woman. I'm incapable of hurting someone as big and strong as yourself. Magdor's alarm bells are going off. Knox enters um, the scene. <laughs> I... Bull's not buying the BS, but... Can I... Can, fuck. Can I do an inside check? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Bull, where's the dragon? Ma Magdor's I, gonna do one as well. There's some scary lady down there. I made one check against both of you. I'm gonna say it out loud so you can hear it. Uh, she got a... 19. I got a 10. I got a 21. Yeah, you know that she was involved with it somehow. Magdor's calmed For down sure. a little bit. Yeah, there's no way this frail little the lady could have helped giants mess up a Goliath village. No way. And he doesn't want to hurt innocent people. She could be telling the truth. And you think she is? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how does the, the like the the ground look like? Like, uh, is it stone floor or? Yeah, mm -hmm. it looks like they've started to kind of mason it to look as though it's large <laughs> tiles. Magdor gets on the floor and starts rubbing tiles. it. Stone it looks this recently masoned. I'm gonna do a history um, check on the stone. Hard to get hired okay. work up here like this. Fuck, I got a eight. Didn't you do it with advantage? Oh, do I get it? It says I just double my yeah. double my. I don't know what's to say. Exactly. Yeah, double my. Proficiency. Oh, it just double. It gives you expertise. Oh, okay, never mind. Oh, yeah, uh, you. This definitely wasn't made by dwarves, but it looks a lot older. It looks like it was refurbished recently, effectively. Like this use probably existed for a long time, but it's definitely not dwarves. So you don't know too much past that. Very old and recently. Reworked. I'm gonna look up at them and say, uh, this cave was foreclosed. She's been doing remodeling. Um, based off that inside check, Vol sensing some bullshit in her tone, Vol's gonna draw his board, uh, his bow. Sorry, not his board. He's not about to play a fucking Yahtzee Snowboard. with her or whatever. Let's shred, dude. <laughs> Settlers of Catan for the fate of the universe. Let's go. Um, draw his bow and knock an arrow. Looking at... Oh, Why? So hostile, let's just have a conversation. What's your issue? Truth. Now. Okay. Truth. The Frost Giants have had issue with your people for a long time. So I helped them. I didn't call for those attacks. Why would I do that? Can Nox look up? You attacked me. You're not a threat. I could wipe out that Goliath village in one day. It wouldn't even be a full day's worth of eating. What's the point? Can frost giants breathe ice? No, I said I helped them because they're my subjugates and I have to show support for people that support me. I came by and dropped one frost breath and I hit three vacant houses. Wait, how did you do that? He really isn't quick on the uptake, is he? He hits things good. I am Cryovane, my dwarven friend. 
This is not what I look like all the time. I'm a dragon. Okay, and then she steps forward and she says, this is not a threat, I'm not attacking you. Since you already have an arrow knocked, you're so quick to fight me. I'm not your enemy. And she steps forward and then you see Magdor, this like beautiful woman, kind of like think Elsa a little bit. Beautiful like blondish white hair, big blue eyes, beautiful white dress, just explode into a, an adult white dragon that is a huge creature. And she, uh, without moving her mouth now, says in a deep voice, Do you now see? Trying to decide if Magdor would attack on sight after seeing that. The point is, friends, I mean your village no harm. But the frost giants bear ill will towards them. Then take them and leave. This is their home. How could I ask them to leave their home? This was our home too, but then, and we've lived just fine for many years until they started attacking. All I can say is that I did not call for this. And, but you certainly have the power to end it. Do I? Uh, oh, you're a fucking dragon. Magdor's gonna look over at Knox. Say, nah. do, do you remember the police? Uh, Knox is currently like completely vertical with one of the pillars at this point. Uh, they they don't want to be in sight at this point. Oh, cause you're flying. <laughs> uh, sure. Uh, I don't care if I'm in the air or not. I'm hiding behind a oh, pillar. Okay. Okay. Uh, Magdor, you said, do you remember the police? Aye, uh, the police, police. department. Do, do you mean the guard shack? Aye. Uh, and Magdor's gonna take that as approval and turn to the dragon. Well, it was the frost giants that sent us up here to kill you. Sorry, what? <laughs> Magdor turns to Cryovane and says, it, it was the frost giants that sent us up here to kill you. Oy vey. Oh, really? Deception check, please. Can I use my inspiration point? Yep. Alright. Fifteen. With I the minus six. two? That's not bad. I got a six. Sorry, I got an eleven. It's still not awesome. She goes, How did you convince them to ally with you? They seem to hate this one's tribe so much as she gestures to you. Sorry, sorry I don't know your name. Stormstriker. Uh, we. She, she hates Storm... They hate Stormstriker's village, so... And you just hear I, Nox... How did you convince... Shouting from behind the pillar, they hate ugly bitches more! We killed half of them and they respect us. She growls a bit and says, I'm beginning not to care whether or not they've turned against me if I'm spoken to that disrespectfully. Yeah, it'd be a real shame if you killed them, them all. Down. So what would you have me do? Kill them and leave? Or just leave and we'll kill them ourselves? The three of us were able to and put down five of them. relocate my horde? 
tried and find the new... T Do you understand how difficult it is to find an open space that is available and uh, not the territory of Clouth Mag within the spine of the world? Magdor's metal arm shoots up. Like, you see a spring fall out. It goes up so fast. I've got an idea. What? There's a time warp south of here. You could take it over as yours. Take the time warp? Rule from inside. What's a time warp? Magdor, that's where Magdor shuts up. He's going to look over at Knox. The location said to make people get warped with time. Magdor, why would you suggest that, though? She's going to become an ancient white dragon, then. We don't need her more powerful. Well, if she doesn't want power, then I guess she won't go. No, no, this sounds good. I'll become more powerful if I go to this time warp? I mean, hypothetically, as long as you don't die of old age, I guess. Hypo what? Oh my... And at this point, you realize that despite the fact that she is beautiful and powerful, she's not super smart, and you're using words that are confusing her, and she's starting to get a little flustered. I'm sorry, uh... What was your name again? Karen Vane? Cryo Vane. And do not mock me. What? What's mock? Where is this time warp? And how do I access it? Um, you just fly right in. I subjugate you as my servants. Watch my horde. I will return when I become more powerful from the time warp. But, but wait, wait, you need to kill the frost giants first. She can do what she wants. She is a queen. Kill them? I should. A snack before going to become more powerful. Make a persuasion check. Uh, and because you guys are all working together with this ruse, I'm going to let you roll with advantage, Magdor. Fuck, that's another charisma uh, check. All right. At this point, Vol would have like put away his arrow and bow. I rolled a one on the die. 16. Yeah, she says, I shall eat them as a snack, remove their village, and you will watch my horde until I return from the time warp. You got it, boss. She, uh, and she says, touch anything and I will eat you for lunch after I finish the giants. It's she flies out the cave. Magdor looks over at Nox. Nox is like Vol. doing the John Travolta meme, like. Uh, so, I'm sorry. Um, I just had to respond to something. Did you say that she flew out? Yeah. Um, and heads down towards the Frost Giant Village, and within probably about 20 seconds, you hear the sound of her breath attacks and screams and yells in giant as she attacks the previously silent quiet early morning village of frost giants and will be done killing them all within a matter of minutes let's go check out a horde um let's not let's let's uh, let's control ourselves a little bit because even if we shaking. do end up if we do end up fighting her then we can take all of it but if not we could probably try to get away with some sort of reward and have her leave us alone well what if we find something useful in there, kill her, and not let her time warp? 
we we know there's something useful in there. And Vol's gonna like tap where he's put his uh, his elemental dagger. But let's n let's not. We're already in uncharted. This is not what we planned. And Vol's kind of freaking out right now because Vol? yeah, like Nox is like up against Volik. I thought I thought the dragon was gonna be like sm smart, cunning. Has did Nox see the uh, see the uh, the dragon, like uh, in the, their human form, like uh, yes. How, how long would you say you they all did? Yeah, as you first entered, probably been like, what maybe thirty uh, seconds to a minute or something like that. I'd say you were conversing with her for five or six minutes. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, Nox turns into the human form of the dragon and just sits on the throne, like confused, like, "How am I not smart? This doesn't make sense." Let's let's let's, let's all just. What is your passive natures, everyone? Passive natures, ten plus your nature modifier. Eleven. Uh, fifteen. Passive. Uh... White dragons are not smart. <laughs> uh, what was yours again? Uh, Nox. Passive nature? Was it 10 plus nature? Uh, uh, 14. Yeah, both you and Vol would be aware of just basic knowledge of dragonkind is that white dragons are commonly known as the dumbest chromatic dragons. Some, some believe they are the stupidest dragons in existence. Like, statistic-wise, less than a 10. They have a negative modifier to their intelligence. Well, so, much as I'd like to make this into Cerno's perfect math class, I, I, I feel like... Uh, like, Nox was not anticipating this uh, as they're like leaning, pretending. Neither was I. <laughs> um, so let's as Ma or as Nox and Vol are talking, Magdor has made his way to the horde, sneak stealthily, and is digging through it. I rolled a nat twenty uh, on stealth. Well, yeah, they didn't hear you, but as soon as you start moving the stuff around, they see that you're doing it. Yeah, you got to the horde completely silently while they were talking, and then you start moving around things and looking through it, and you guys realize Magdor's already touching the treasure. Magdor! It's been two minutes, or three minutes since she left. Magdor, do not. Because if anything but, she'll kill us just for you touching that. How would she know? That's a good point. Just don't take oh, anything. Ma as soon as he says that, Magdor starts digging through it. Uh, but also... You know that dragons, even if they're not smart, are very perceptive, whether it be scent or sound. So if he's touched something of hers, he, she would be able to smell it. She would be able to smell the fact that Nox has now sat on her throne. All of those things are things she would know because she's a dragon and they are very perceptive creatures. Um, Vol is confused. He, as much as everything that you just said, Vol might know... I think uh, the fact that we were able to so convince, easily convince her to go off and do whatever, um, Vol is conflicted because while they may be evil, they're not smart, and Vol might now be looking for a reason for Cryovane to attack them so that they could proceed to kill Cryovane. So, in a um, in a moment of indecisiveness and weak will, Vol's going to, to some extent, put his party's life at risk and just not say anything. Because what do I find? In his, in his head... What do you mean, what do you find? <laughs> lots of money. Lots of gems. I don't care about the money or gems. Although, I will look for diamonds. 
Um, there are some. <laughs> I'll pick up in a his, few, put them in my bag. We'll roll for him later. All right. In his head, Vol's uh, convinced that everything that's gone wrong is because of the dragon, and now he's being presented with information that that might not be the case, and he's not sure what to believe. Um, but he knows for sure that Cryovane was involved in at least one attack on his village, be it the old one or the new one. Um, Vol's looking for a reason to fight. I feel like self-defense is a good enough reason. Nox still is sitting on the throne, just like, mind-boggled at this point. Like, they were expecting, like, ruthless, cunning, evil dragon on throne. We fight dragon, we die. Uh, They walked in accepting death. And now the dragon just left. And so it's like... Kind of like oh, one of the the hand clap together, like hmm. dragon's not smart. Nox Nox is hatching like random plans because Vol's usually the one to give orders. Uh, Vol is not saying anything and letting Magdor Scrooge McDuck through the treasure right now, and so. <laughs> well, I just want to say Magdor doesn't care about the gold. He, he wants the diamonds uh, for spellcasting. There spell is casting. A, another tunnel that goes into a separate room in the back that also has torches uh, behind the throne. Magdor heads that way. It seems like all that's in both of these piles is a bunch of coin and diamonds and gems. Lots of money and coin. And things worth money, but not items per se. Magdor starts to walk that way. You start to walk that way. As you do, you hear the heavy wing beat outside of the entrance uh, of what you recognize to be the returning dragon less than five minutes later. And uh, she yells from outside as she lands, Servants, protect my horde! I will return more powerful, and we will rule this whole land together! And then you hear the heavy wing beats once again. Did she not even stick her, like, uh, this is not saying this, uh, like, cross She's literally just yelling it in. She wants to go get she's power. Not you even said looking. that time warp she, would make her more powerful. She's not even looking. Oh, my gosh. She's not even looking. Oh, Magdor. Magdor yells back, don't worry, we're on your throne. We'll keep everything safe. Fold? Uh, yes, Cryovane. Yes, we we will keep watch. And she flies away. Oh boy. Okay. Uh, Vol's gonna go up to Nox. Um, Nox, take this, and Vol's gonna hand you a metal cube, the instant fortress. Uh, uh Nox is like Nox is. <laughs> Kind of like that thing, uh, Saving Private Ryan, where everything, like, slow motion and whatnot. Uh, I know I keep doing movie references, because I can't, like, Tyler's probably just as smart as this dragon right now. It's, like, trying to understand what's happening. It's like, <laughs> did we just convince a dragon to massacre an entire frost giant village? And now she's seeking, not knowing the location of a temporal rift. What happens if she actually finds it? Like, uh, what do we... Uh, it won't be our problem anymore, I suppose. I don't understand how this works. But hold on to this. If she comes back looking for a fight, you're going to need this more than I will. 
as go go stick with Magdor. I'll wait as here soon for as she returns. Magdor, as soon as Magdor hears Nox say massacred an entire village, he's just gonna stop. And he says, "Oh, he was in the moment and and you know wanted her gone and said what he thought would get her gone, and then he realized what he just did." It's what he didn't want to do from the start. Oh. What do you guys do from here, then? It's As you realize that, you sit on the throne. A little bittersweet, huh? Um, Nox, Magdor, the two of you should hide for the moment. Or go do explore. I will wait here when she returns. And then we'll deal with whatever is to happen. And, like, Nox kind of, like, stretches their back a little bit, gets comfortable. Like, this is probably, they assume anyways, probably the original seat of the chief of the Frost Giants, correct? Or is this something that was makeshift? Uh, like, what, what's the size of this uh, throne? Uh... It... Why don't you make a history check, looking at it? Sure. Having spent time with uh, with your stone-cutting dwarven friend who's told you about architecture and history, stuff like that, I'm sure that you would have picked up a few things. Yeah, absolutely. I got a natural one. For a total of? Oh. Can't critically fail a skill check? You're right. Uh, two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just ever so nearly better. Yeah, you you've, you think that uh, this pretty comfortably fit a giant. You're not sure exactly, uh, but this giant will probably fit pretty comfortably here. Yep, it's a chair. Uh, but it does this. But this, this, the stone throne itself, though, does have uh, images uh, engraved in it of dragon kind. Why would Cryovane's sister advocate her throne? We, I. Couldn't I don't know. I couldn't tell you, Nox. I couldn't tell you either, as they turn back into a half elf, like this is stupid. Uh they join Magdor uh back behind the throne. And uh a quick pat on the butt as like uh Magdor like kind of freezes up a little bit and goes Yep, we just did that. I believe the term is chaotic neutral at best. No sense worrying about it. Magdor is going to play some mental Olympics. Say, well, I guess we didn't kill them. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I, congratulations, uh, you just adopted the mindset of Cryovane, saying that she didn't uh, kill all, uh, what, half of Volt's family? Because she didn't actually Magdor breathe ice neutral good. I, th I think he might have an alignment change. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know. Well, you I don't know if you thought this through, so it would be an alignment shift if you had done it knowing what the result would be. In his mind... You didn't think it through. In his mind, he wanted her gone. And, and he thought that was the best way to do it. Uh, not thinking about them, thinking about her treasures. It was just an unfortunate consequence. I don't think uh, that would necessarily require like an alignment shift. Um... But while they go off on their little adventure, Vol's gonna take his take a seat on the throne, and kind of like, uh, it's 
it's like he's waiting there like he's got like his his hands interlocked elbows on his knees chin on his hands and just waiting because he's he's been looking for a fight um and he's expecting a fight if she were to return because vol's not one for words it's everybody else in the party that started this off so if she were to come back and they weren't here who knows what might happen but that's what vol's current disposition is I guess I start walking back to the other room. Well, we might as well see what toys she's got then. Uh, it's probably going to be like uh, 50 piece puzzles. She didn't seem like the kind of person that was very bright. And we just continue walking. Yeah, and you walk down a decently length hallway. It looks like it's probably something that she couldn't go down in dragon form um and because it's one of the smaller exit human size and it leads into a smaller sort of area that's probably like 15 by 15 feet circular ovular kind of like you know ovular but like also not quite equidistant it's just a natural cave basically um and inside the the lit cave you see a bunch of different types of weapons and armor uh, as well as some different like pieces of art it looks like this is where she's chosen to keep the things that she values more than just gold or gems Magdor is going to I can spend a spell slot to make a ritual instant correct a ritual spell Oh, oh, if it has the ritual tag, you can... Yeah, you just burn a okay. spell slot to cast Magdor's going to immediately time, yeah. cast Detect Magic. Yeah, there are several things that are magical in the room. And he's going to walk towards... five of them. He's going to walk towards whichever one's closest, so... All right, roll a d10. Ten. Roll a d100. 25. It's the uh, wish to buy more wishes bypass spell. The cool scroll. Multi wish. Uh, What you find is a, a three inch cube. Um, that, due to your detect magic, seems to radiate a palpable magical energy. Um, each side of the cube has what looks like a different button on it. Magdor is going to very slowly go to press one of the buttons, looking over at Nox. Magdor... And he I, pushes it. Okay, you pushed the button. Uh, Magdor, push it. What did you just do, Magdor? You've doomed us all. Oh, uh, I didn't know it was a box with buttons, multiple buttons. Yeah, she probably on each side. It looks like there's kind of like they're outlined, so you can like it can set on a flat surface and not push a button. Uh, so it's got rims up around the buttons, basically. You. 
you're right. I should have. I should have. Uh, I'm gonna sit down and identify it for one minute. Yep. While Knox does their what thing. What are you two doing? Are you you're still sitting on the throne? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Knox, what are you doing? Knox is. <sighs> Nox is, uh, Hylir is greedy as fuck, but, uh, I feel like <laughs> Nox is trying to, like, do the whole, like, uh, kind of like Aladdin. I, oh, shit. Another movie reference. Aladdin going through the, uh, the Cave of Wonders. They see all the treasure. Oh, the Cave of Wonders. But they're trying to, like, focus on, like, we looking for Magdor, the, the gem for Ol's sword so he can bring his mom back. Uh, Nox is gonna walk around and like try to like eyeball and see if they can't find anything like that. Uh, do they see a yeah. gem that looks similar to what uh, Vol's sword would have an imprint on? Okay, go ahead and make a perception check looking for something that would similarly fit into that hilt. Okay. Uh, you know what? It's funny because I always say that knowing that I need the roll, but I don't actually. <laughs> After I had the thing up, uh, mind you, I have a uh, a plus one to my perception, but I did get a dirty twenty, so that makes me happy. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, you find something that should be uh uh. It looks just like the empty space on the hills of a sagger, as far as size goes. It is a. Uh, it it looks like it's re. It's if it's possible, it looks like a stone that has magma within it. Like roiling, moving, fall little mac. How is it placed? But it doesn't feel hot to the touch. How is it placed amongst the room? Is it like just uh, sitting amongst a pile uh, unceremoniously? Is it placed on a plaque or anything like that? Yeah. Yeah, it's well, it's sitting up next to a couple other gems that look like they're probably worth a decent amount, uh, but none of them have that kind of like they're just very big, nice gems. You know, this one is actually. It's like having an animated wallpaper in Animal Crossing. Yeah. <laughs> but on a gym. Nice, uh, nice. Magdor dings. Oh, you leveled up. Congratulations, Magdor. Like a microwave. Like, ding, your tune dinged. Ding. Yeah. Uh, that is a cubic gate. Each side teleports you to a different plane of existence uh, if you push the button twice. Is it normally twice, or did you do that to save me? <laughs> no, it is. I, uh, you said you pushed it. Uh, literally, it says, if you use an action to press one side twice, you cast the plane shift spell with the cube and transport the targets. Because it casts the gate spell to a plane, to the plane keyed to that side. And I choose which planes they're keyed to. Are they color-coded so we could keep track? Or uh oh, one of them is the material plane. So five of them are different. One of them is the material plane that you currently exist on. Uh, uh, let's just look at a list of planes of existence. Do each do you guys want to roll for uh? No, no, we, we'll figure that out later. Okay, we'll do it later. Sounds great. Magdor looks at Noxus. We can use this. Does the target need to be willing? Um, that is a great question. Eight willing creatures. Yep. Oh, never mind. We can't. If they fail, or they if they're not willing, they'd have to make a, a DC save. 
we might be able to use this. <laughs> and I'm gonna tell Knox what it is. Holy fucking traveler, Magdor. Uh, I'm, s I'm sorry for using <laughs> your, your name in vain there, big guy. I know you just talked to me. Uh, Nox is like uh, worried because Magdor loves pushing buttons and whatnot, and he just randomly says, yeah, that trans travels me to another plane of existence, teehee. Uh, and it's like... Nox is uh, gonna look at Magdor and is like, should we leave? There's more. And I'm gonna point to where another uh, item that I detected is. Go get that. Like, uh, Nox is okay. sputtering at this point. Uh, does Nox see a staff, perchance? I pointed to the other uh, core. True. True. It should be random item here. Like, uh, they have, like, hazy shadows over them until I approach it and dice get rolled. Oh, it's exactly good. Okay. Uh... Yeah, go ahead and roll a d10 for what you find. As you wish. <laughs> uh, Is that another 10? I rolled yeah. another 10. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, it's fine. Just uh, roll a d100 now. <laughs> uh, rolled a 30. A second, awesome. a second cube. <laughs> a cubic gate, Glenn? Uh... Uh, what you find is... A bicubic, because there's two, maybe. Uh, how many different types of swords are there? Because there's rapiers, short swords, scimitars, great swords... Long, long swords. swords. Long short swords? Sword. Are those the five? I already did that. Yeah. Short sword, scimitar, long sword, short sword, great sword. Yeah. Rapier. Somebody roll a D5, which is a D10 divided by two. If this thing starts with a fucking V, I'm going to be <laughs> triggered. Uh, I rolled a one. Okay. Uh, the first thing I said was short sword. So it is a short sword. It is a short sword, uh, that <laughs> has what you recognize. It has a, a, an amazing silver hilt with a blue gem that seems to radiate energy and a very exquisite looking haft. It's a sword that reminds me. It reminds me of his dagger. I bet Vol would like that. Uh, I just want to clarify. Did you say that there was a blade or no blade? Blade. Oh, okay. Well, there goes the sun blade. Uh, Nox just grabs it. Nox grabs the fucking sword. Uh, and there's, they're gonna... There's three more things. Should we well, get Vol or can, should we I... just grab them? You do your thing. It's like, honestly, Magdor, this is like you being in a candy store. This is more your thing. Uh, I. They just nonchalantly like take this beautiful sword and it's like holding it behind them uh, nonchalantly as they hold the gem. It's like more important for me. Uh, please, Daddy. Uh, and uh, Nox is gonna <laughs> head back towards Vol. Okay, Magdor's gonna grab awesome. the other three you items. Have this 
Grab the other three items. So each one of you, please roll a D10, and a D100 will go one person at a time to make sure we recognize what these are. We, for the sake of time, will say that you identify each one as you uh, pull them. That short sword that you found is a defender. Um, short sword defender. Uh, I'm going to go because I haven't gone yet um, for the third item. A three on the D10. Wonderful. A D100? 72. Awesome. I'll put, awesome. I'll put them in my inventory for now since I'm picking them up, even though everybody else is rolling. <laughs> you find another Darren's Instant Fortress. Hey, I've got one too. I'm going to pick up a. Oh, I know what this is. <laughs> Alright, Tyler. My horn now, bitch. You want me to roll next? I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, if we do both of them, can they make a castle? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> two towers next to each other. It's, oh, great. We're doing Lord of the Rings. Uh, you can do telephone between them. You know, like... Just use message. <laughs> uh, I rolled a 7 and uh, 46. 7 and 46. Wonderful. Wonderful. Um, okay. Somebody should keep track of all this, by the way. I am. Um, this is a thing called a Kanaith mandolin. So I pick it up and it magically turns into a uh, a beautiful looking mm -hmm. instrument. Mm -hmm. Well, I pick it up. You left. True. True. <laughs> Kanaith. Yeah, C A N A I T H. Oh, Kanaith that's close. Mandolin. All right, uh, and the last roll from you, Brandon. Is, come on. Well, 20 is not cooperating. A nine. Okay. And a 30. And a 30, wonderful. Uh, yeah, this thing you find is a really Interesting looking um, tribal kind of spear. It, ha it It is basic. It's got like a wrapping with uh, a leather wrapping with beads coming off of it. Hand uh, holds. But the thing that is specific to note about this spear is that there is blood stains all over it. It's called a blood spear. I'm going to grab all these things and run towards the entrance. Um, and for what it's worth, you know where the buttons are keyed to now. Um, anybody that is even relatively coherent in arcane language would recognize the f the six places that this cubic gate is tuned to are the material plane, as that is always one of the six buttons, uh, the shadow fell, the seven heavens, Avernus, Asgard, and the Feywild. Let's let the Asgardians deal with Cryovane. We could, uh, uh, so I run up and said, look what we found. Nox is just nonchalantly walking towards Volanos and Magdor's just running with like 
three, four different items of fucking mandolin and shit just in his arms. Like, <laughs> he just robbed the candy store blind at this point. And I'm like, fool, I found the liquid iPhone. And it's like, oh. No. Magdor, you, 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 you looted the whole damn thing, didn't you, huh? Just the magical ones. Oh, and, and you do see in that pile of stuff, uh, Vol, you see a gem. It looks like it would fit quite easily into the dagger that you have. When you say pile, um, are you talking about the stuff we brought, or...? Yeah, just all the stuff in Magdor's arms and your arms, yeah. You've got that stuff with you. Okay. I see that gem. I shall happily toss my gem to the Goliath as I uh, flick the uh, gem towards him. Simple catch. Um, Bull is going to pull out the dagger from the holster in his chest and just kind of like plop it in there. Oh, it, it like magnetically wants to be a part of this. It starts vibrating as soon as you have it in your hand. You pull it out, and then as you start to set it in, it pulls itself out of its hand into it, and then the magma seems to release as if there was like... It's kind of like those... uh, Have you seen like those alcoholic beverages that are just like little blobs with like an edible plastic around them, and you can like bite off part of it and like suck it out? But when you, if you were to like melt that, it would just kind of like flow into the space that it was in. That's like what this magma gem does. It goes into the space and then just kind of fills it perfectly. Um, Very but nice. continues to have that glowing magical lava sense to it. Hmm. And it actually, at this point, radiates a heat from the dagger. Um, Volt's not going to say anything too much about that. He's just going to place it back, place the dagger back where it was. Look at Nox and Magdor and say, um, if we leave now, She'd know that we went through all of this. She'd come to find us. I don't doubt that she'd be able to find us easily. Either we can try and talk her down right here and now, or kill her right here and now, or lead her somewhere where we could kill her. I mean, for all we know, while she's searching, uh, she finds all the Goliaths and direwolves and does her thing. We probably should be keeping track of her. Magdor. I don't think that would be necessary. Upon what? hearing that the dire wolves could be in danger, Magdor says, you're right, we, we need to fight her now. Uh, I'm going to hand the blood spear to Vol. I don't know if this will help you any, but it's it's a blood spear. Mm. And then I'm going to put the mandolin in my pouch. You're going to take a full-size mandolin and put it in your pouch of holding? The mandolin's only like that big. Uh that's a violin, no? my friend. It's too big for the Yeah, it's too big for the pouch. It goes from like uh from your foot all the way to your head big. <laughs> for the moment, Vol's going to No. It's like between the size of a ukulele and a guitar. So, but still too big for the pouch, for it's sure. It's only three pounds. 
Oh, I guess I got. What am I thinking of then? What is the like? Cello. Cello? I think, yeah. Oh, yeah, cello. Yep, yeah. That, that's my bad. That's my bad. Um, Vol's gonna take the spear and put it to the side of the throne. A mandolin is like what they have on The Witcher. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. it's still too big for your one by one foot cubic portal. All right. You can't fit it in there. It's more than a foot long. Magdor's <laughs> gonna set it down. Then he's gonna go to the entrance of the cave. <gasps> okay. And yell, Cryovane, we took your shit. Let's fight. Well, that's one way to do and it. And as you scream out into the valley, uh, you wait for a response. But in the distance, you can see the smoking, silent village of formerly living frost giants. And we'll pick it up there next time. You, you can you can find me on Twitter at lr the eleventh. You can find me on Twitter at two times Tyler. You can find me at Zigzagoon. You can find me at Glenn Houston. Glenn with two ends. Houston looks like Huston. Thank you for listening to Casual Quest Masters. We are a part of Casual Master Quest, a podcast net- network dedicated to bringing you stuff about video games. And also now you've just heard our very own fifth edition tabletop Dungeons and Dragons campaign. This is all of us, Brandon, Tyler, Glenn, and myself. Uh, stay safe and thank you for listening. And don't forget to never stop the quest. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of Casual Quest Masters. Thank you so much to you, our listeners, for being here, and to Sirenscape for allowing us to utilize their amazing programs for sounds and music. Check them out at sirenscape.com. We hope to see you here next time for the next episode of Casual Quest Masters.